Kumlen and Ablak Gemara. We are up to Mesechta Chagiga, the Dalad, Ahmed Allah by the two dots. So we're continuing to explain the Mishnah, those exceptions who are exempt from uh, going to the other level. So the Mishnah said, a tumtum and androgynous, androgynous. A tumtum is someone that we cannot tell if they're a male or a female because there's a skin growth. Um, obstructing our view of the genitals and a dragon is someone that has both that has both uh, sides <clears throat> so says the Gemara it says a posture all the males have a mitzvah to go and make that trek three times a year I could have said Zohar Zohar itself would have told us a male to exclude women saying your male was, I mean, an additional limitation to exclude tumtum and andregis. Now, a tumtum is someone that we don't know if they're a male or a female, because we can't tell the signs. Andregis is someone that halachically we don't know what the status is. We can see the gender, but they have both, they have both signs, male gender and a female gender. And the question is halachically, what is their status? So they're excluded because it says and then it says all your males. So first instance, the order wants to say that the call is coming to actually include le to include youngsters that they do have a mitzvah to go and make that trek. Let's go analyze this rice. Why do we need a specific pasik to exclude women? Don't we have a rule? It's a time-bound mitzvah <clears throat> to go three times a year is a, is a very much time-bound mitzvah. And we have a rule. Any time-bound mitzvah, women are potter. We learn about Kedushin in the end of the first period. That the Lamdalade, that a woman is exempt from a time-bound mitzvah. We learn out from the fact that in the Torah, the juxtaposition of the mitzvah filling with the mitzvah of learning Torah, where it says, you know, Yishanantum Levanecha, then it says, Yishartum Loisa So just like Torah is only for the for the males, so too the mitzvah of Tfilin is only for the for the males. And since Tfilin is a time-bound mitzvah, we compare all time-bound mitzvahs to Tfilin. And there are exceptions, obviously. But with time-bound mitzvahs, women are chayv, as Yimardir explains. So if the women are exempt anyway, why do we need a pasik zocher, a schulcher, to tell you that women are exempt? We would have thought here otherwise. Why so? It's if we do need it. Why shouldn't we? We learned yesterday that we can make this equation to the mitzvah of hakel, which is also about coming and seeing and viewing. And just like by hakel says, clearly in the Pasik, anoshim, vinoshim, men and women are obligated. So we would have thought that so too when it comes to the mitzvah of Riyah. I'll tell you that women are exempt. I told you a few days ago, yesterday, there's an argument with the Shalmi and Al-Gemara, exempt from what? According to the Shalmi, they're exempt from being a carbon, but they still have the mitzvah of Riyah. According to Al-Gemara, they're exempt not only of bringing a carbon, they're also exempt from the mitzvah of Riyah, of generally going up. They do have the mitzvah of Simcha, but we had the Mora Shandav of Abbas. It's Machlekin, whether the mitzvah devolves on the woman herself, the mitzvah of Simcha's Yamtav, which in those days meant bringing a sacrifice, or it's a mitzvah on the husband to make the wife the Simcha. Okay, so we understand why we need a pasuk for a woman. Oh, man, the next thing the Brazi said was to exclude Tumtum Madreignis, exclude Tumtum Madreignis. I understand why you need a special pasuk. 
because it has also a male, male gender sign. So I would have thought perhaps because of that, they would be required to go to, to Euler Regal. So therefore, you have to tell me they don't. It's a Chazam, I thought, Hoyl, the East Lake Tzadzachus, it has a Tzadzachus, the male aspect, Lechaif, Mashallah, the Beriyab of Nazim, it's considered a separate entity. It's considered either a third gender altogether, Andreganus, or at least regarding halachic things, it's considered different halachas. Fine. Elotumtum. Tumtum is. It is a male or a female, just we don't know what it is. So why would the Torah come to exclude that? It's a doubt. Me, it's a crow, you need a positive, tell me that it could be that someone is a woman and she's exempt. Now, there's a big argument in the Rambam and the Rajbah. According to the Rambam, the fact that every time you have a suffix in the Torah, a doubt from the Torah, or overtake the stringent side, is only from the rabbis, that rule. So then, it's so, the most question makes sense. Because from the Torah's perspective, you don't know, you don't do it. So therefore, the most question is, okay, we're machmir because the Rabbanu told us to, but according to the Torah, you don't have to. So the most question is, why would the Torah need to tell you that according to the Torah, a woman doesn't have to, uh, this tumtum doesn't have to go? Anyway, we would know tumtum doesn't have to, go, have to go, but we don't know if it's a male or a female. But according to the Rajba, the Rajba learns, the Rajba learns that, um, that this that we say, the Suffolk and the Torah, we are makel, Sorry, that goof is from the Torah itself, then you do need a Pasik to go ahead and to um and to tell us, but in this case you're exempt. So therefore, um, that's one of the proofs they bring to the Rambam. But uh, the way Torah seems to be saying here is that in this case, even though suffering Mahat Torah Jindi, the Torah is Mahmed, but in this case, we would not have been Mahmed. And that's the most question. So why I mean the Pasuk to tell us not to be Mahmed? And why wouldn't we be Mahmed? Because there's a problem. If we're Mahmed, say to the woman, okay, go to the regal. Remember, according to, uh, according to our Gemara here, we're talking about the regal and bring a carbon. If she's a woman and she doesn't have the mitzvah of bringing the carbon and she does bring the carbon, she's actually bringing a chul into the azara. She's bringing an ordinary animal into the base of English and that is a prohibition. So in this case, if we don't know if somebody's a male or female, we wouldn't say, okay, be machmer and go there and bring the carbon. We would say, don't, because you might be proactively violating the Torah. So the Gemara therefore asks, so what are the possibilities that tell us not that you're exempt? So the Gemara, um, um, <clears throat> you know why over here we're talking about the different kinds of tumtums. We're talking about We can see part of the gender, male gender on the outside. We cannot see the full male gender, therefore we don't really know what it is. But part of it is outside. So because it has a little trace of, of a male gender, we would have thought that perhaps it should be high. That's why you have to eliminate it and, and say no exception. How we learned? All the males. So right now, interesting. Everything in that pasuk is coming to exclude, but the color is coming to include. That we're saying there's another person who is included in the mitzvah. The rab is a can to include children. Doesn't make sense. But now, didn't we learn? says that children are exempt. I'm going to buy a cash. It's not a problem. There's different ages. A child who reaches the age of maturity, then it's mandatory to be to train him. So you have to bring him with you. A child that does not did not reach the age of maturity. Says the Gemara, cotton shegil a child reach the age of maturity. Who says that you have to train a child? Only the Rabbanon. And this is a pasuk in the Torah. The Rabbanon, the only mitzvah that Samach Tzadik writes that from the Torah we have a mitzvah to to to, to train children is Torah Tamo Torah Shnan Tulu But that's it. Or the Malatim Benechem, and that's it. There's no other mitzvah to teach your um, 
to do the So the trader will tell you that you have to bring your kid to train your kid to bring him to the base of English. Says you're right. You're right. Cross This passage is only an asmachta. It's only like you know, we'll discuss very few times what a smachta means. It's only for the rabbis and we linked it on this associated with this passage. Says you so what do we need the passage called for? to follow the view of the Achairim. And what is the Achairim? is Rameir. We'll learn the ending more hurry is that Rameir was, was penalized because of uh, some kind of a ploy that they made, a strategy that they, they devised, which the rabbis weren't happy with. They called him Achairim. So many times Rameir is called Rameir, and sometimes it's called Achairim. He's called Achairim, and the question is why not always? He's called Achairim, some say, only when he's repeating a halacha that he learned from his teacher, Elisha ben Abu, who is known as Elisha Acher, or only post that penalty does he come. <clears throat> That's what Tezah says in, in Saita. Achim, they say that there are other people who are exempt. Hamekamates, if somebody, their job is to collect all the dung and feces out there. They, and Rashi says it's used to t- help tan leather. But because it has a terrible stench, and Ramatar, people who melt down copper again, that's a terrible odor, Bursi, and the tanner, all of these are terminaria. They're all exempt from Ria. Why? Because it says, the post says that you have to join the congregation, join everybody else. And if you have a terrible stench, a terrible odor, it's not fair for everybody else. Mishi Yochalaz goes only those who can mingle with everybody else. The exception is, the exception is those who are not suitable to join all the males, they are exempt. Everybody wonders why the Rambam omits the Salacha when he lists all the exceptions. But these, this exception is different than all other exceptions. All other exceptions are inherently, there's a problem with the person. A woman, Tumtum and Dragon, here, not wrong with the person, it's the situation. So that's a very different category. Women are exempt, and slaves that are not free. And what do you mean slaves are not free? The moment you call them a slave, obviously they're not free. What's the emphasis here that are not, have not been liberated? Because once they are liberated, they're full-fledged Jews. We explain why we need to tell you that we have to give an exemption to women. If they're ordinary slaves, why would you think that they're the higher that we have to tell you the potter? So, so we know how women are exempt. It says, how do you know that Avodim are exempt? Why should they be exempt? It says you should go three times a year and visit all the males to the master Hashem. It's a strange expression, the master Hashem. You just say, Hashem. What's the master Hashem? To say that only people who have one master Hashem. A slave has another master and therefore they are exempt. Says, you might understand. This is very interesting. Um, boy, syntax of the Gemara. First, the Gemara says, "How do you know the Gemara says, what do you need to tell me? I know it anyway." Which is a strange way of the, of the Gemara saying it. If the Gemara really thought that you don't have to say, what are you asking me? No one. How do you know? The Gemara is saying here, "What is the pasuk for mechdi? Kol mitzvah sheish chayiv is by evet chayiv, but any mitzvah woman is chayiv, a slave is chayiv. Kol mitzvah sheina ish chayiv is by eina evet chayiv, but any mitzvah woman is exempt, a slave is exempt." The Gemara, how do we know? We learn now, lo lo miisha. It says over here that by a, by a woman, we give her divorce. So the cost of law, you should write to her, and it says by a, a, a shivcha, by a maid, that um, that that is half freed and half not freed. It says that a full freedom was not granted to her, and the Gemara says. Talking about someone who's a half a slave and half free. So it says the word law there. So we compare the two. As in Mephoshim, we'll talk about the difficulty. It's talking about a maid versus a woman. So how do you know about a male servant? 
All we know is that a, a female is a slave is just like a halacha, like a woman. What's up with the male servant? So the simple answer is the shagas. I and others want to say is because we don't need a pasik to tell you that a, a female slave has the same laws that a female. If, she, why shouldn't she have the same laws as a female? And she became a slave becomes Jewish. Why should we any different? Obviously, the chid you need to show tell you someday that we wouldn't have known a male. A male is chayim. Anyway, so since we know that a male has all the laws of a female and a female is exempt, so a male obviously is exempt. Why is it that we need to have a special pasik to tell you that a slave is free? Says the Gemara. Amaravina comes and answers. We're talking about. You remember the first page that there's, there's a Mishnah Rishayin, the Mishnah Achrayin, the Mishnah Rishayin. We had Beis Hill's view that if someone who had two masters, one of them liberated him and set him free, so he's half slave, half free. The first Mishnah Beis Hill says yes, it's mandatory for him to go to the base of Migdash. He's half free. And and then the Mishnah Achrayin, the second Mishnah comes along and says that no, that the fact that um, that we're going to coerce compel the owner to set him free even though we didn't set him free already halachically is considered free and therefore he's high of so Ravina says half free and half slave so we would have thought and to tell you what that he's exempt we would have thought look he's half free he should be high to tell you no, that he's exempt like Hill said um, like the Mishnah Rishayim, taking Amakuru to return, it says, Noshe, Avodnish, slaves that are not free. What kind of expression of slaves are not free? Maish Einem Shechran. What do you mean not free? Elem Yichran Kla, they're not free at all. They just say slaves. Least Avodnish, that's what a slave is. A lot doesn't mean Einem Mishachran, they're not completely free. Uman, you know, who's not completely free? Mishachetche, ever Mishachetche, Mechayim. It's half and half. Shmamino, and it's talking about according to the first mission where Bishil maintains that this person uh, have free and have thing is you know is is um is chayiv and and and, chayiv and, and can exist and therefore it's come to tell you that he's exempt from going to the we would have thought he has to go to the base of English he's exempt from the base of English because he has another master according to the missionary Rishonim but according to Rishonim it's totally unnecessary because he's a free man anyway. Says he can further. Achiger, the Mishnah continued. Somebody is crippled, blind, sick, or azokin, too old to walk. It says in Pasig, like three times a year, Sholish Regolim, Krat, for example, when somebody's amputee and he has a stump on his leg. Now, yesterday we learned, we actually learned from the Pasig Pa'amim. Here we're bringing it from Regolim. We already had a taste in a few places, actually, a taste here, something else, but a few places we had. Uh, many times the Gemara brings a Pasig, which is not the right Pasig, but because it's so much easier to understand, the Gemara just brings it, doesn't bother to bring the correct Pasig because they know they brought it down somewhere else. So it says Regolim, feet, so obviously it has to be your full feet. Dovaracha, Regolim, you'll be able to walk on your own feet. Prat lechige, lechay, 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 cannot walk on your own feet or blind, or somebody's old, shayni yocha, ul, shayni yocha, la, beragla. And for somebody who is not able to walk on his feet. Now, what other examples are there? Uh, you already said somebody is crippled, somebody is sick, old, can't, you know, can't see. What else is there? Somebody who is very um, delicate. The seed, and it says, and and they can't walk without shoes. And the thing is, in the base of Migdash, you need to wear shoes. We learn you have to remove your shoes, and therefore, but the Gemara will bring a different pasuk here. And taste where you wonder why not? Why bring a different pasuk? So it says, "Who asks you, Rambas Chatsedi? Who asks you to go ahead and and crawl around in my chutzah? That means you're crawling around with your feet, your shoes. Why are you walking around with shoes?" 
Generally, we learn it from the Pasuk, Sha'al no lechem and aglecha, remove your shoes. And this person cannot walk on the sand without his shoes. Um, Fezzing mm-hmm. about further, Tana, we learned, Odl, somebody who is an Odl, somebody who is not circumcised, an uncircumcised person, and somebody who happens to be impure, a potter from the rear, exempt from the rear. Now, of course, they cannot walk into the base of Migdash. What do you mean, potter? They're allowed to. It means that they don't even have to bother sending their kabbalas through an agent, through a proxy. Now, Odl is in Yvamas in many places, there's an argument between Rashi and Tasis. Whenever the Gemara talks about Odl, what are we referring to? According to Rashi, it includes even a hemophiliac, let's say he's two brothers, and it's, you know, it runs in the family. It's genetic. Even though two brothers passed away under the knife during Mila, uh, this person is still considered an Odl. According to Tasis, we're talking about somebody whose parents didn't want to circumcise them because it's too much pain. They're thinking, you know, it's not, it's not the right thing, it's inhumane. Like in Iceland, but um, or other other countries. But if somebody, according to Tasis, is an oral because of hemophiliac, that's called an onus, and they don't fall under this category. So the Gemara says, I know Tommy is Potter. The Chibit says, it says in the Pasik, it says that you should go to the base of Migdash. And then the next person says, I have basin, shall bring with you your kabbalas. So obviously we learn whoever can come brings a carbon. Koshi yeshne bebiya yeshnebo. Anybody who's able to come can bring kabbalas. The kosha eina bebiya eina bebiya. How do you know that an oral is, um, it cannot come? How do you know an oral can't walk into the base of English? Why not? This follows the view of Rabbi Akiva, not the rabbi. The rabbi is actually holding Odul, is, is no different than anybody else. So Rabbi Akiva says that Marbi, he includes Odul, he thinks that Odul has the same status as someone who's coming. The time you learn, Rabbi Akiva says, it says in Posse, it talks about the disqualifications of a Koyin, and it says if a Koyin happens to be a, a Matsura or a Zav, he shouldn't eat until he becomes Toy. So it says over there, ish, it says it starts off, ish, ish. Why does it say it repeats it twice? Ish, ish. The rabbis is auto. will tell you that auto is included here as well, that he's disqualified. And this passage talks about Mitzaras, Azov, and um, or Tommy. So therefore, we know that auto is included. It's the same thing. And now what? And there's the passage talking about eating trumas, it's disqualified eating trumas. So the same thing over here, the oral has the same status as the tummy, so according to the Kivan, oral cannot walk the base of Migdash, therefore it's exempt from Ria. Tanabami learned, Tame Potum Laria, we learned that a Tame person is exempt from Ria. Let's see what it says, the Vasa Shama Vaisa Shama, you should come there and bring your carbon kosher. Yes, should be anybody can come arrive. Yes, brings your carbon kosher. Anybody, if you have no, uh, you cannot, and you're not invited into the base of English, anybody, you don't bring carbon. Rabbi Yechon and Ben Dahavoyim, and we already had a subject of Rabbi Yechon, the boy said, in the name of Rabbi Uda, somebody's blind on one eye, he's also put him in the rear. He's put him in the rear. Shnema, it says, it says the Pasuk, Yehroeh. That three times a year you should be seen a year eh, and we read it as if it says year eh. the way Rashi learned year eh, the Abish that comes to see you where you should be seen by the Hashem they should come to see you is year eh, you should come to see the Abish just like in this just like you come to be seen by the Abish the Abish comes with his you know no flaws you should also see the Abish any flaws no defects you too come any defects so the more now says an interesting we're a little bit of Gantt Rabhuna, Rabhuna, Kimoti Lahaikron. 
So we did the, um, the segue is we just brought this posse about seeing the Abish Abish is us and the way and, and the Abish is coming to see us. So Rabuna says, Kimoti like her when he came to this posse of Yeira Yida Bochi, he began to cry. Amri said, a slave that the master is dying, is so anxious to see you, will distance himself from you. The Chesibit says, where did we say Hashem distance himself from us? It says, we just said on the page, when you come to visit me, you come to visit me, who needs this? Who asked you this? Romans has said that you trample in my courtyard. Here David says, says I I'm, I'm, can't wait for you to come. And then he says, I don't want you. So what hope do we have? This is the basis of the scene that Rashi learns that we start out the way we learn Yerah Yira. We start out that Abisha comes to see us and then we should see the Abisha. Not like Tracer learns, we go see the Abisha and the comes to see us. The way the Mother writes it here is that the Abisha is anxious to come and see us. Mother continues, Rav Huna, Rav Huna. Kimoti when he came to this post, he would cry. The following now he told my people who came to Psukim who cried how Hashem sort of in a way disowned us or repelled us, they began to cry. It says the Pasik was a bachto shlamim. It says you should go ahead and slaughter a karma shlamim, but chalto shame, you should eat it there. And draw and rejoice with Abish. A slave, a day that the master wants you to join him in a meal, then suddenly Yisrachik Menu turns around and says, I don't want you. The Chesibit says, says the Pesach, the Navi says, Shai says, Why do I need all your kabbanas? I don't need your kabbanas. So he says, isn't that tragic? Rabbi Lozer, Kimotil Haikar, when he came to following Pasuk Bachi, he would cry. By Yosef's brothers, it says, when he told them that I am Yosef, your brother, they were they were stunned and they had nothing to say. They couldn't respond to him. They were so confused. They were, you know, and, and, and they had nothing to say. The reprimand of a person. Look how, you know, they, was, they stumbled for words. They had nothing to say. They were lost. Yeah, it's, it's tongue-tied. reprimands us. Well, how lost are we going to be? Everybody wonders, where do we see any teichacha from Yosef? And he said, Ani Yosef, where do we see any teichacha? All he said was, I'm Yosef. Just, just the fact that he told them I'm Yosef. And maybe he didn't give them a reprimand, was the greatest reprimand. Because whatever he would have said wouldn't be enough after what his brothers did to him. Just by telling them Yosef, that in itself seems to be, was a teichacha. He began to cry, uh, which passed by Shmuel. They said when Shmuel Come finally on. brought down, um, sorry, when Shaul brought down Shmuel after he passed away. Why did you bring me from, from Ganadin back to this world? Very painful. That he's coming back to this world will be rejudged. Surely we, Shmuel is such a great tzaddik, equal to Moshe and Aaron. Um, so well, surely, you know, we have what to worry about. Shmuel Ma'i, what's the story with Shmuel? Says so, the mother, see, how do you know they were scared? Because the chsiv it says in pasuk, the woman said to show Elakim, because he went to this woman to try to bring her down. You know, I see two people. Says in plural, I see two people coming up. Why two people? Today, Mashma, Okay, he brought back Shmuel. Who's the other person? She couldn't do it, but Shmuel went and brought Moshe with him. 
Why did he bring Moshe? Amalei, he said, Dilma, Maybe they want to rejudge me. So come with me. There's nothing in the Torah that you wrote that I didn't fulfill. Now, Tesla explained that, that Moshe Benu can testify he wasn't around then, but he's going he's to repeat every single thing he did. And he wants Moshe Benu said, yes, that's correct. That's the right way to do it. So you see that Shmuel was worried. Says the Gemara, that I'm the key, like Ramami, we catch the following posse, Bokhi, he would cry. It says in the posse, Yitin, the offer, Pio, place the dust in your mouth. Ula Yeshtikla, maybe that's painful, and Ula, maybe there's some hope. Says the Gemara, um, um, so much suffering, Ula, it's only maybe that there's hope. Or similar, in a similar vein of Amiki, Mother, following posse, Bokhi, he would cry. It says the posse, Baksu, uh, it says the Pasi, Baksu, you should search for, search for justice, search for humility. Maybe the Abishu will hide, conceal his anger. Maybe. Look, you're, you're, you're seeking justice, pursuing justice, humility, and maybe the Abishu will hide his anger. What hope do we have? Ravasi came out like when he came to follow him. Some of them, Bokhi cried. Says the Pasuk, Sinu Rav, he hates evil. He loves good. And he will place you there in the place not going to judgment. Perhaps, perhaps the Abish there will have compassion. Again, find favor. Bokhi, he cried. And this following Gemara is an amazing Gemara and very difficult to understand. It says, Sometimes people will pass away without justice. Is it possible that somebody should die before their time? Says Yes. He was very friendly with the angel of death. So, um, so then what happened was the Malacham mothers, um, the Malacham mother said to the Shliach, the Malacham mother said to one of the angels, Zil Aisle, I want you to bring it. Her time is up. Miriam Megadla Sienesha. I want you to bring me Miriam, the one who, um, who braids women's hair. In Shabbos, it said, this is a Yoshka's mother. Ozel Aisle Miriam Megadla Dalek. You brought the wrong Miriam. Brought the Miriam who uh, raises who raises children. Um, must be that Malachamavah didn't spell out exactly which Miriam it is. Just said Miriam that the, you know, the woman Miriam was busy, and he brought the wrong Miriam. Omalei said that Malachamavah said to this Malach that he said that I'm not Miriam. I got to say Nashai Omalach. I told you I want you the Miriam who braids women's hair. And you brought me the wrong one. I'm the I'm not sure I told you. Omalei said the Malach said no. Ihochi Ahadosh. I bring her back. You know, bring it back to life. said, Now that you brought her here, no, let her stay here. In other words, we see yesh nispe people die before, prematurely before their right time. A mistake happened. Says the it was not her time. How did Malchamavas even were able to get a snatcher? So the we, Gemara says, again, we learned this a number of times in Shasta, when a person is vulnerable, terrible things can happen. Murphy's law. Having um, this is what happened. Having the kitna metada the other, she's holding this thing that she's stoked color with in her hand, Rabbi Kushagra, 
and she was moving coal about. And she was cleaning out the, the oven. She then took it very hot. She took it by mistake. She placed it on her knee, and then suddenly burnt her knee. So now she was vulnerable. The Isa Mazla, her mazel now was down. By ceasing, therefore, the malach was able to grab her. Like we had before, Abchizda, you heard the sound of the, of, you know, of the tree cracking. That's when the malach always got him. Can you do that? He had no right to take her. You took it by mistake. You can just hold her. He said, there's a pasik. The malach says, it happens that people can die sometimes unjustly. Amalei, Rabbi Rabbi said to the Malchamavas, Vaksiv doesn't say in Pasik, Doir Haylich, but Doir Pasik. Generation goes when the time is ready, and then the next generation follows. You can't take them prematurely. Um, um, you don't understand, he says, Darina Luhuano, I take this person that I took by mistake and I, I, I have her in my crowd. I don't give it over to the people who take care of the dead, whose name was Duma of certain Malach. This, this woman has to hang around with me and, and as we Rashi learns, travels all the world until the years are up. And give to if you think about it, that's like Kafa Kela, it's even worse. You don't give her a final judgment, so you can go to Ghanaian or even Gehenim for 11 months, then she goes to Ghanaian. Here, she just has to hang around until her time comes. What happens to her ex year? Let's say she had five years left to live. What do you do with the surplus years? says, If I can find a rabbi somewhere that does not stand his ground and he's Michael, everybody. And it's very easygoing. I give those years to that person. Um, that's an exchange. What exchange? What a strange Gemara. And what's stranger here is is Rabbeinu Hanan. I haven't seen anyone talk about Rabbeinu Hanan, but okay. first Rabbeinu Hanan says that it seems to him, or some people say, if you look at Rabbeinu Hanan right here, it's just a fascinating Hanan. Let's learn this, and we'll finish for today. Rabbeinu Hanan says as follows. Yes, Nisbabele Mishpat, if you have it on your Gemara on the left side there. Maisa de Miriam Megadan Nashaya, this story of Miriam, who braided here, Miriam Megadanashi, who taught children, the Ischalif Leila Shlicha, the Shlich, the agent made a mistake, got the wrong one, but I see Miriam Megadan Nashaya, the Yeshmisha Oimer, are those who say, Shekinian Cholom, Rod Vormalo, it was a dream. Rabami, this didn't happen, it was a dream. And not only that. Now look at the next part. Okay, it's a dream. He continues. Not that he was having this conversation with Malach Hamavah, just like that. He had a dream that the Malach came to him in his dream. However, look what he continues. He seems that he had this hobby that he would deal and grapple with Shadim, with demons. Therefore, we can say, because he's playing around with demons, therefore he had this vision. The ain Saimchin Allah, you cannot rely on his whole Gemara. His whole Gemara he can't rely on because he was playing around with demons, and in his mind, he this is figments of his imagination. And he continues. So what's shot in the Pasig Yesh Nisbullah the people who, who pass away and uh, you know literally it means that sometimes people get murdered. So they weren't supposed to die and they got murdered. That's what it means. And the major way he says, this whole Gemara, we just learned that you cannot rely on somebody's imagination. How does that Rabbi Nechananel stimzich with the Mishnah in Ovis, which says, 
but that the Kaddish Baruch you know, and one climbs up a ladder and drops and drops something on the other. I mean, that gives us to believe that there's a system to all of this. Nothing is uh, stamped for, for, by chance. It's, yeah, it's all exactly. Good. Even murder, that's, that was a plan, that this person should be murdered. What do you mean, Yishnish Mishpat? If somebody got them exactly what you just said, that's what's happening. He stimmed us with what Rabbi Nechanahal says now. That Good question. Sometimes a person... I don't know. This, this whole Rebbein was very difficult. I haven't seen anyone talk about it, so I don't know. I, I don't know. And the fact that he says that the whole Gemara is not reliable is a thing of somebody's imagination. Then why would Gemara put it in? I don't know. Just I thought an extraordinary Rebbein from beginning to the end. Wasn't it, this is Rabbi Barabaya, wasn't it a Baya who, who, I'm trying to remember, maybe it was a Masech Tabrachas we had where he made this whole concoction that if you put it in your eyes, you could see Shadim, but he says, don't do it. Wasn't that it a was in the beginning of Brachas. In the beginning of Brachas, tells you to use a, a, the, the, a, the black higher seven generations. And you then you look at the coal on the floor to see if you see footprints and all that. Uh, it wasn't a Bayer, no. No? Okay. No, I don't remember who it was, but it wasn't. I don't think it was a Bayer. Interesting. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow, Mr. Shem.